Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game related topics. Today we'll be doing our usual, what we've been playing and the news. And our main topic tonight is going to be Kickstarter. We've teased this one enough. Well, we've touched on it a lot. We, we, we bring it up a lot. Now we're going to really focus on Kickstarter. You can't really talk about modern board games and not talk about no, Kickstarter. No, you have to talk about Kickstarter. It's, it's a big piece of it, and board games is a big piece of Kickstarter. Yeah, it was huge. It's really driving the industry. It but truly is. But we'll, we'll get to that. But I'm ready. Well, we're going to get to it, though. We, okay. have, to, we okay. have to make them wait. Suspense. Oh, suspense. Suspense. Sweet. I like yes. that. Yes. Okay, so what are we talking about? You're in charge, aren't you? I'm in charge. Aren't you? I'm in charge today. You never let me be in charge. Well, I'm turning over a new leaf. Uh-huh. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about what we've been playing. Let's talk about that. And I'm going to start off with, I didn't play anything this week. Oh, Shailene, <laughs> I'm so disappointed in so you. So instead of deciding I'm going to talk for two minutes about uh, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. No, you can't. No? Okay, no. sorry. That's you got the out. obligatory uh, I got it. comment I got in. it in there, yeah. So why don't you start off and I'll come up with a game that I haven't talked about yet. Okay, so last week I had a slow week just because cycling season has started, so yeah. weekends get a little busier and makes it a little harder to play games. Uh, but the two games I did get in, I played a solo mode of a game of Dulasaur Island. You played solo? Yeah, I say I played solo mode of a two-player game. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay. So Dulasaur Island is what it is. It's a two-player version of Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island is really better with three or four people. Mm -hmm. And so in their last Kickstarter, when they did a second print run of the extreme edition of Dinosaur Island, where they brought out their uh, expansion li Totally Liquid, uh, they also brought out a two-player game called Dulcer Island. And it's a really nice mechanic where you're drafting cards at the beginning of each round and the card has either a... Well, they all have a dinosaur on the top and a merchandise on the bottom or an attraction. So it's merchandise, mm -hmm. food, or clothing. And so you're drafting those cards. You have a hand limit of three to five, depending on the cards you have. And then you use your DNA that you get from because after you draft the card, you draft DNA dice or uh, security experts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... Very similar mechanisms to Dinosaur Island, but just more streamlined for a two-player aspect. Uh, you're trying to get your excitement level bumped up, and the higher your excitement level is, the more points you get at the end of each round. And just really fun. Uh, the, they have, I'm going to say, six different AIs that uh, you know what they're basically going to do every round. Yeah. So you can mitigated a little bit or strategize against it so i ended up whooping the uh c card that i was playing against you know i was pretty proud of myself excellent yeah after a, a very long dry spell of finishing last and pretty much everything you, i you played can the finally last three beat years. a nothing i i beat a nothing so perfect yeah dinosaur or dulosaur island is what it's called really uh a good price it was like $35 for the game. Yeah, you know what we were talked about? We didn't get this during the Kickstarter because it was crazy expensive and you didn't get too much. It's, yeah. It, like, the base game is just fine. Yeah, it's not like Dinosaur Island where the Extreme Edition brings that much extra in that it's worth getting that Extreme Edition where you get the retail version and you're like, this is nice. But, you but it could be better. see Dinosaur yeah. Island. Like, uh, I know we played with uh, Shane there. Yep. And he bought the retail version. I haven't had a chance to ask him, like, what did you think? Uh, comparison wise because yeah. you don't get the metal coins you don't get all the different dinosaurs yeah. 
where, where this one was very similar. There is no plastic dinosaurs. You're, you're really missing out on metal coins was the big thing. Yeah, and right. those you can get. Like, they're not going to be the same ones, but you can buy ones that well, will work with the game. We can pull them out of the Dinosaur Island. Well, that too. You we can just to, use right? if you have the metal coins already. Yeah. So what game haven't you talked about that you have played in the last year, Shay? In the last year, I don't know, but I decided I'm going to mention some games that I haven't played for a while that I really enjoyed when they came out. And it's actually a card game is the first one that came to mind. Okay. Flux. Because I saw something in the news about Flux happening. Flux is a card game wh- that, where the rules change as you play. Yeah, like you, you s- can play down extra rules cards and then suddenly people now have to follow them. You can play down cards that give you goals. So that's how you win the game. But you can also get rid of those goals, so suddenly everything you're working towards is for nothing. And it's a game that I really, really liked when we first played it. Like, I played this back in high school. And I think we played it once at home, and my mom didn't like it. Yeah. And so we never played it again. And I think I'd like to play it. Well, I, I haven't played it for a while. It was know, a ton of fun. Flux is a solid game in that you have a set goal when you start where there's, there's basic rules when yes. you start. Uh, you play a card, pick up a card. Exactly. Basic, yeah. basic goals or rules. And then as you play more rules or as you play more uh, end goals, the game changes. And I think your mom struggled with the fact that she couldn't plan for anything, right? No. Because by the time it got around to her, it was a different game already. Yeah. Your strategy has to be like ever changing and broad. You can't yeah. focus on one thing. And, and you know, that's there's Flux and then there's 150 other versions of Flux. Yeah. There's like, I think we played Star Flux is the one yeah. we actually own. There's Batman own Flux Star as Flux, well. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, I remember it being such a neat game. It's, you know, in a group of four to six people, I believe is play yeah. or it plays. Yeah. It, it, if you're in the right mood, it's going to be a good game, right? You just have to be willing. Like definitely if you're somebody who's a strategy person where it's like, I want to be planning 50 steps ahead. It's not going to work so well. Well, it's not even planning 50 steps ahead. It's it's knowing what you're going for, yeah. right? In Flux, you don't know what you're no. going for because by the time it gets to your turn, it might be something different. And you may put something down that changes what we're going exactly. for too, right? You, you might... I think the easiest way it was that I found to win the game was actually to have the goal card in my hand and play to that goal card. Yeah. Or like, you know, you build your own goal in your hand and then you play it in the right order and hope it gets around to you. It just... It was such a neat style of game considering I'm not a huge fan of games where you can't necessarily plan it out right like normally yeah. i really don't like it but i just had so much fun with like the twists and turns in the game yeah it, so it was fun i enjoyed it that that's one that i'd like to play seeing as i had just a busy week and didn't play any i went to a movie on friday instead of game night yeah and i must say that is one of the few games where i actually read the cards because in star flex there's all these references to Star Trek to yeah. Star Wars to basically any star movie or yeah. space movie. They're, they're all themed, right? Yeah. And I, I think it's really fun that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the other one I played was Gizmos. Yes. And I don't remember if I've talked about Gizmos yet on the show. I don't have my book with me tonight. I apologize. So if I repeat myself, it's Shay's fault. Uh, so uh, Gizmos is an engine builder. Uh, it's by S- Come On Games. Uh, you're playing marbles. You have basically six cards in front of you. No, four, three, two. So nine cards in front of you that you can buy. Plus, you can also draw from the pile and research. Yeah. And the uh, 
It's like a potion explosion where it has a little mechanism that holds the marbles, and as you pick one, they fall down, so it's very randomized that way. Uh, but you can still mitigate it with your engines. And the gizmos are the cards. And if you build 16 of the gizmos, you win the game. Or if you build four of the level three gizmos, you win the game. And last night we had a really good time. Uh, we just got back from the bike race and we were all a little bit tired. So we wanted something that we all knew that was quick, something we could play. And we actually ended up playing and we had different games than we've ever had in this game where, you know, we had somebody win with play, with uh, building the four level three cards. And the next one just the engines that people were building were different. And that's what I really like about it is that it is an engine builder, but every engine you build in each game is going to be different depending on the randomization of how those cards come out. You know, and and the neat thing with the gizmos is, you, you know, there's basically four set actions. I should say basically a few more times today. Yeah, Okay. basically. Yeah, so there's file, there's pick, there's build, and there's research. I've only played it once, yeah. so. And so, and there's also convert and uh, basically uh, the uh, how many marbles and stuff you can hold. Oh, okay. Like there's those six types of cards, and as you do an action, you can only activate the gizmos once. So if you say you file a card, and if you file, you get to pick a marble, and if you pick the right color marble, you get to pick another marble, and yeah. if you pick that, you get another one. It's a neat engine yeah. building style. I. When I played it, I had I struggled a little bit getting that engine going. Yeah. Um, I had a couple really good turns, but like it wasn't perfect. I think a couple more times of playing it though, and I could figure it out. Yeah, it's one of those games where if you have four people playing, there there's usually going to be one person that doesn't quite get their engine going as quick yeah. as some of the others. So, you know, example like uh, last night, I you know I pick a marble, I get a marble. You know, your mom goes and she. Builds something and gets four marbles, which kicks kick into another thing, which yeah. lets her do this and that. Like she had this really good engine going the second game and just absolutely crushed us, right? So, Gizmos, uh, come on, games, really good engine builder, uh, and another one that's fairly economical to to get. It's under. 50 bucks I which think is 40 cool bucks. considering like they're all plastic marbles like a lot of plastic marbles or glass and are they glass i think so. okay they're glass glass marbles which is even cooler yeah. and you get the container that drops them which is neat yeah I mean, it's cardboard but anything that where it's a 3d aspect i think is really cool yeah it's it, it's got a nice table presence and and a really fun game yeah uh do you have anything else you wanted to no about? i got nothing are you sure I, I promise next week i will have a game i've played okay we're holding you to that okay Okay, for the news, a uh, big one that I saw announced last week was the modular board game for Scythe is being released. Uh, from what I can tell, uh, reading it, it was a little bit vague in my opinion. Uh, there's a board that takes the place of the regular board. It isn't uh, the expan expanded board because he said he couldn't fit the modular tiles in, in any of the boxes if he went that way. Mm. So it's a standard size board, but it's double-sided. Uh, so you can flip it over and you have two different maps there. Plus you get four double-sided tiles, like seven seven hex tiles yeah. that you can put on that board. So almost infinite random <laughs> randomness to this game, right? You know, because I don't know if you have to use all four at a time when, you're, when you add those or if you can do one. Because then it just adds to the different challenges. Because a lot of people have played Scythe a lot and know they're starting 20 moves when they start a game of yeah. scythe, right? 
That'll, we should get that so that when I finally play this game, you guys don't all crush me because you've played it a million times. Well, I don't think we've played it a million. Jordan, Jordan's Jordan and Mom know it. Yeah. Right? They've, they know the game well. I, I like playing the game. Uh, it's one of those ones that I like to play, but I'm terrible at. Feel like it might be me too. I do. Yeah. I do. This is on my list of games I want to play. I just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, another game with a really nice table presence, yeah. and and really it made Stonemeyer games right. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. Without that game, he's not yeah. where he is. You know that then viticulture, and he just kept it going from there. Okay, Origin has just announced some award category or. They, up for awards. Yes, they just announced their awards. Okay. Their nominations. Nomination for their, awards. for their awards at Origins, which is June fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, it's a con or a game fair. Uh, for under board games, they got Brass Birmingham, which is absolutely beautiful. It's a uh, revision of Martin Wallace's original Brass. Yeah. Uh, played it, a lot of fun. Chronicles of the Crime. I've only played the base level on that one. Uh, it uses your phone. Your detectives trying to solve crimes and really neat to how it integrates with the phone because you, you're doing, you go to a crime scene and you look around on your phone and you're moving your phone around the room. That's cool. So it's, it's really cool. Cryptid, uh, one of a fantastic yours game. and Jordan's favorite I games. I, I put stuff on the board and I hope for the best. Uh, me and your mom cannot figure that one out. Uh, Everdell, uh, the big, tr big tree at the end of the... End of the game board with uh, four different kinds of meeples. Yep. Uh, they're all like uh, woodland creatures. Uh, deck building, tableau building. Really, really nice game as well. Gizmos, which we just talked about. Pulsar 2849. Uh, one that I really want to play, but I haven't. So if you have it and you're looking for a fourth one night, uh, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'm there. Uh, maker of 2849, just his, second, or his next game just came out, which is Underwater Cities. Uh, it's getting a lot of buzz, but a lot of people are talking about how it's very similar to Terraforming Mars. Rising Sun, Simon game, uh, and one of their Kickstarter ones with, you know, 14 boxes of minis. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people really like it. They compare it a lot to Blood Rage just because it's Eric Lang who's designed yep. both. I've played Blood Rage. Jordan's played Rising Sun, really enjoyed it. Uh, need to play it yeah. sometime. Root. Uh, haven't played that one yet. Probably, I'm going to say Root is the favorite in this category just because of all the buzz that Root got this year. Uh, it's unfortunate. There's some pretty good games on that list. <laughs> there, like I, I pulled this one up, and I'm like, this is cool. There is some very good games on this list. But Root is an asymmetric game and asymmetric game play. Uh, so there's two expansions, I believe, that are out already, plus the base game. And every... Uh, nation or faction that you are i guess they're called factions in this game yeah. plays differently some you have to discard cards to do stuff some you have to you know program your moves beforehand and you know one one uh, faction is one character that all he does is walk around and steal stuff and if he yeah. steals enough stuff he wins right uh really neat game uh the the big thing i've heard about it is once you learn all the factions the game loses some of its luster okay uh, I've only played it twice, and we played it at uh, ToonCon last year. Uh, played the first one. It really slogged just because we were all learning the game. Played it again and had a really good time. Uh, I was about to win, and then Ryan buddied up with me, and then I got a big target on my back, so I lost. Ha. 
and then everybody forgot about Norm's superpower, and he won, and yeah, but we had a good time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Space Base is the last one on this list. Uh, we've talked about this one a number of oh, times. Oh, yeah. You guys all know Space Base. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. Roll dice. Play card. Use the, dart, use the dice to get resources and play more stuff. Uh, one of the most approachable games I've Definitely. played, right? Awesome game. Uh, under the card game category, The Mind. I... I so just to let you guys in, I did some of the news this week. We th These games that are on the card game list are just the ones that we've mentioned. I didn't recognize the rest of them. They were all really <laughs> weird little games. I had to put the mind on there, though. Like, this is why it's even here is because I know this game drives you nuts. Well, because it's, <laughs> it's not a game. It's not a game. Hey. If any of you guys have gone to summer camp and teachers are like, okay, let's get you guys all in a line. Everybody say a number. Yeah. But you can't talk over each other. That's what this game is. Somebody went to summer camp and said, ooh, we can sell this. Yeah. So th this game got so much buzz last year and Board Game Geek, it won a bunch of Golden Geek Awards. And I use the term game very, very lightly. So for any of you that don't know what the mind is, you sit around a table, you get dealt, uh, you start with one card and go up to, I believe, 10, and you have to play these cards in order. Mm -hmm. From smallest to biggest, uh, you have some special cards that give you special abilities, but the catch on it is you can't talk, and all you can do is stare blankly into each other's eyes with this look of, yes, I don't know what you have and you don't know what I have. So I'm going to throw something down if you start to panic. Uh, just to me, it, it doesn't it seems sound lazy, like fun. And it, it <laughs> seems lazy and it doesn't seem like a, a game because the idea of games is that you're having fun with other people. And if you can't talk to each other for the whole game. And, and then you burst into laughter at the end. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I put it in that uh, same category of Cards Against Humanity. It's it's an experience. Cards it's Against not Humanity a game. is way better though. Well, but it's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game. But it it yeah. sounds way more fun than this. It's let's be really crude tonight and uh, laugh about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've played Cards Against Humanity. I've had fun with it, but it's not a game. No. Uh, the mind to me is not a game. You know, I may try it once, but I just don't see it as being fun. Uh, mm -hmm. The other card game you had on the list was a little one that you've mentioned uh, a couple times. A lot, uh, Villainous. <laughs> yes, uh, I was shocked to see this one on here because I normally wouldn't consider it a card game. I mean, it's not. Oh, it's I all guess card it's not, based. It's all card based. I just in my mind I was like board game, and they they put it as a card game. Whereas I think of something as a card game, it's an, a smaller box and it's just cards. These yeah. have boards and figures you use. So what's a deck builder? What's a living well, card game? True. Are those all? It's hard to say, right? Yeah. That's that's why I was interested that that one was considered a card game. I yeah, think th the one that I would say is not a card game that ha has a lot of card play would be Clank. Yeah, right? it, it is a deck builder, but because they bring that board in and use yeah. that board so much, I would say that doesn't yeah, fit into I'd a card say game. So. Okay, what else is on the news? Uh, Mensa Awards we've already covered. Uh, Sailor Moon Crystal Games is coming to Canada. The Publisher in Japan has signed a partnership partnership with uh, Disami Publishing yep. Games. That's the ones. And they're uh, Canadian, so good on them. 
So now all you Sailor Moon fans, we can get yep. some. All Apparently they have Moon games fans. and dice games, so that's neat. Well, you know, walking around uh, the local game store, I saw a few, you know, anime yeah. game or games based on anime and stuff like yeah. uh, the W or RWBY. Jordan was looking at. I don't know yeah. Ruby is. Ru- it? I think it's Ruby is really what it's is. But anime is so huge. It's really cool that they're getting the board games here. I think that's going to be a big market. Definitely. Okay, next up, uh, Bloodborne is on Kickstarter. Another big uh, miniatures game uh, from Simon. Uh, Batman the Animated Series game. Uh, Masters and Mayhem expansion has been announced. Once more, you're playing as the villains trying to beat Batman, so you will lose. <laughs> okay, Shay, Kickstarter. Wait, we have to do the most important thing. Okay. Welcome to CFCR, everybody. You're listening to Board on the Air. And now we are going to talk about Kickstarter more because we've already talked about it quite a bit. Well, it comes up in the news. It just came up in the news it recently. Just came up in the news we again. talked about it last week. How it's you know board games have sold a billion dollars. Yep. On Kickstarter, it's their biggest market on Kickstarter. That's <laughs> almost, the biggest thing. Almost seventy percent of every dollar that people spend on Kickstarter is on board games. Yeah. You know, and is it good for the hobby, Shay? What do you think? Well, and that's a hard question because. If you look at Kickstarter, I feel it really jump-started board games and got... Like, think about it. Board games were huge, right? But they really kind of... And this could be a good or bad thing. They kind of flooded the market, but it gave smaller publishers uh, an opportunity to get their games out there, right? Like, get them supported, get them published. It felt like a neat thing because now you get... Instead of just, you know, the big board game names, who still make fantastic board games you have these people you've never heard of who maybe have an opportunity to break into the market now, right? Which I think is really cool. But that same problem, you now have 500 board game Kickstarters going. Yep. And you have to choose which ones you're going to fund. Well, that's... Like... That's exactly it. And, you know, I I wouldn't say it, you know, it, it exploded the industry. The industry was already going well. Right. And I think it was just another avenue to help keeping the industry going well. Yeah. You know, now people can go on Kickstarter. Like it's not even only small companies that are using it. No. It's big companies too. Yeah. Right. And, and some people are upset that they're using it as a pre-sales. Yeah. Right. People that can afford to do these print runs now know what were 75% of their sales are already done before they release the game. Right. Yeah. You know, the problem I have is this whole uh, fear of missing out thing. Yes. Where, you know, I'm on YouTube a lot because I put it on in the background while I work. You know, and 90% of that stuff is either board games or board game related stuff, right? And you see all these previews and stuff and it's all Kickstarter previews now. So I was like, oh, that game looks good. And then 18 months later, it's released or nine yeah. months later, it's released. So yeah. it's like, do I need to buy it so I can get it? And, you know, yeah, like to me, that's hurting the local industry, well, right? And that's the that's probably my biggest issue with it is you get these. Uh, and we talked about this with Dinosaur Island, yep. I think. Um, you have this amazing game with all these features. And so you buy it. Or you wait and lose all those features yeah. and people aren't going to buy the the basic game. They're like, no, I want the nice version. Like, 
I'm willing to spend the money on the nice version, and they don't bring that version into stores. Not or, always. Sometimes not always. they do. Sometimes but... they got one or two versions. Yep. More and more now are offering like four packs for retailers so yep. they can order them in, but it's not as common. And so people are not going to their local game stores to buy those games. They're ordering them online, which is hurting the local businesses. Or there's games like uh, the big one that was just been shipped from Kickstarter, Batman Gotham Chronicles. Yeah. It's not coming to retail, no, right? No, you can't get it on the retail. The only way you're getting it in retail is if those game stores have bought copies, yeah. which I know some of them have. But the market for that game is $700, Yeah. right? E- even buying it off Kickstarter was, I think... 450 American or something. So, you know, the game stores aren't making a lot of money off these games, but, you know, to to have those sales, they have to bring them in. Yes. Right? And artificially jacking up that price because of it. The margin, right? You need to have a margin because they need to survive. Yeah. So, you know, the the game stores can't buy a game and sell it at that cost, right? It's, that's just business. Yeah. So, yeah, so I know like some of the big games that come out, if they've been on Kickstarter talking to the game store we go all the time, he's like, I just don't bring as many in because yeah. they're not going to sell because the people that are people have his already main got customers already have it. Well, especially a place like Saskatoon, right? Because yep. we're such a small market that, and such a small community here. Most of the time, somebody has already bought it and everybody knows, well, we can just play it with them, right? Yep. Or, or people buy them. So it's kind of, it's even smaller that you don't have that option of saying like, well, there's enough people that didn't buy the Kickstarter. Yeah. It's like, like probably not. Yeah. And I'm not a big Kickstarter person. Yeah. I've done two now. I did uh, Dinosaur Island because I wanted that. Yes, absolutely. I wanted that edition. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's, it had everything I wanted. I did uh, Paladins of the West Kingdom because Shem Phillips is my favorite designer. I didn't do Architects. And when I got the game from the retail, I'm like, I'm missing half the st- or part of the stuff yeah. that the other person did. And then, you know, I'm scouring to try and find that stuff. Luckily, you know, a lot of the time you can pull it off Board Game Geek or something like that. But still, you're adding to that cost, right? Yeah, exactly. No, so. it's it's hard. There There is good things about it, though. Like, I like the idea of you know, the extra, you can get those extra aspects, right? Or the rewards and stuff as you crowdfund, you know, everybody's supporting this game type thing. Yeah. And the more people that buy, the more stuff, the more stuff you get, right? And it, it's, it's really neat that way. It's just, there's a little bit, like you said, of the elitism almost there. Cause it's like, who can afford it? Yeah. Cause there's been a bunch where I've looked at it. I'm like, Oh, I'd love that game, but I don't have the money for it right now, or yeah. I don't want to wait 12 months to get it. Yeah. Like, Everdell, <laughs> I almost Everdell. funded. Yeah, I'm going to do the expansion, and it's coming in 2020. <laughs> I think it was 2021, honestly. Um, so let me ask you a question about this then. Uh, so somebody like Tasty Minstrel Games mm-hmm. releases their games, yep, and then month to four months later releases a deluxe edition on Kickstarter. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that at all. So this is something they do, right? Because that... Well, then we go back to the hurting the retailers. So they release the game. Retailers get it. But everybody knows there's going to be a deluxe version. So they don't buy it. And so they don't buy it. So now the stores are full of these games. And then they don't get it. Or the people who buy the game don't realize there's a deluxe version coming. And then they feel like they've been cheated because they're like, well, I want the fancy one. It's almost like DVDs in the early 2000s, right? Like Lord of the Rings comes out. 
And eight months later, oh, here's the deluxe edition. Yeah. Oh, I got the deluxe I edition. I always wondered oh, what. here's the Blu-ray. I always oh, wondered what Blu-ray. diamond editions on Disney. You know, yeah, every diamond. five years they re-release the movies as like yeah. enhanced. Well, and that was the big thing that DVD got knocked on. And, and really one of the reasons that people aren't buying them anymore yeah. is that they re-released and re-released yeah. and re-released every movie, right? Yeah. And, you know, and. And there's not a lot of companies that do this, right? But there are some that, some that do. Okay, looking at the time, we're running a little late. We're going to cut it off here, and we're going to continue this next week. Hopefully not repeat too much stuff. Uh, poll of the week, I did a Duelosaur Island versus Seven Wonders Duel, which was the best duel. And Seven Wonders Duel won. Thank you for listening. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And this is Board on the Air. We will talk to you next week.